Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Tucker with The Athletic. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And I'm Jay Kyle Mann. (laughs) I'm Jay Kyle Mann from The Dime Drop, a site that I started. And uh, you will also see my work on TheRinger.com YouTube page. And you may have noticed that Kyle has some expertise in uh, voice work as he uh, as he recreates our uh, our recorded network ads for for the podcast. And and also Kyle has no reference for anything, and we'll make fun of even the people that are paying him and paying him good hard cold hard cash. I just have to be um, slapped upside the face every once in a while, like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I think it's pretty funny. I uh, just don't sing. Just just don't sing that country song you were uh, telling me about before you went. On, we went on the air. If um, uh, if you're super cool and I see you in public and I really trust you, maybe I'll sing. Maybe even still, not then. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you're friends of ours, ask. Be sure to ask about Kyle's country song. We got uh, a lot of them. We got a lot of them. Today uh, we are going to talk. This is, what, our third episode together under the new regime. Um, Today we're going to talk UK football over-unders for the season opener, which is now just uh, moments away, it feels like, Saturday against Toledo. Uh, We're going to do some stat over-unders, kind of predict essentially how we see the game unfolding. Uh, Duke versus Kentucky alumni showdown in basketball. Uh, And then we're going to end the show with some with kind of a downer, but uh, something I think we ought to, we got to talk about today, DeMarcus Cousins and the controversy he is now uh, embroiled in. Um, but let's get started. Kyle, well, actually, you, I think you wanted to, to throw some stuff at the wall and see what sticks before we jump into our serious content. We're not seeing what sticks. This is going to stick. So I wanted okay. to open up. Uh, uh, so we're just going to do some random discussion questions that I'm going to pick uh, at random here. The first one is going to be, how many times in your life have you been punched in the face? You first. Go, Kyle. <laughs> uh, I've been punched in the face a lot. <laughs> over, let's do over who, under. Be, be, over people, ten. Uh, people, people who, uh, people who follow me on Twitter may not may not be surprised to learn that I've been punched in the face a lot. Uh, over over under ten. Over under ten. Uh, over. Um, over I ten. Yeah, I used to fight a lot. I I grew up in a in a, a rough and tumble neighborhood, and I had a quote unquote best friend who was like the ultimate bully. Like he he was like a cool kid, so he would invite me over, and of course I would go because I desperately wanted to be a cool kid as the not cool kid. Uh, and we'd like play and do fun stuff, and he had cooler toys than I did. But then he would just beat me up. I mean, like all the way like into like teen years. Uh, and he was a psycho. He was a psycho. He, he will not be sh- shocked to learn. He p- became like an army ranger oh, wow. uh, and probably has k- actually killed people uh, oh, since then. Um, but his dad was a, his dad was a nut. And uh, yeah, so that was crazy. And then like when I got to like college, I just was like, I became a sort of a raging jerk face myself at times. Uh, and I would like, I got a little bigger and I was like, I'm not going to let anybody pick on me anymore. And I was sort of the instigator and I, I had picked a few fights uh, that I'm not necessarily proud of. But my best punched in the face story is in college. There was a guy that uh, just like had a crush on the girl I was dating 
and was kind of unhinged and like she had never reciprocated. They had never like hung out even, but he just like hated me because I was going out with her and we were at like a house party and in the garage, we walked in the garage and somebody was pouring, you know, the beer out of the keg. I'd just gotten there. Somebody handed me a, a beer and I can see like the crowd partying in this like jam packed garage full of people. And this wild eyed dude is just making a beeline for me with, with hate in his heart. And he walked up to me and without saying a word, punched me dead in the forehead. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And like the forehead is like the, the stupidest place to hit somebody. Cause it's the hardest yeah. part of your body. Has he been reading like David and Goliath? Like, what, you <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not, unless he has like gigantism, what that's not where you aim. Yeah. yeah. He didn't even spill my beer. And, uh, I was like sort of stunned by it. And, uh, and then we like, I was like, I just handed somebody my, I remember this very clearly. A literal hold my beer. Yeah. I was like, here, take this. And we, we got, uh, there's a, a country guy on the beat that I used to cover the Virginia tech beat who used to say about fighting, he used to call fighting, getting plumbed down in the gravels. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got plumbed down in the gravels. I dragged him out into the driveway of this house and, I uh, was lucky I didn't go to jail. So, wow. Yeah, wow. That's, the yeah. best, that's the best I got. Eventually, I realized fighting is stupid, and you might actually get killed. It is. Yeah, you got to watch that. Yeah, I actually have been punched in the face less than five times. I remember once was on the bus because I said something smart. It usually involved me saying something smart. And then uh, another time... I called a guy fat in the locker room. We had been arguing, and he punched me in the face. Uh, he probably <laughs> sounds like you deserved one. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, let's see. I got inadvertently punched in the face twice in the same spot in a basketball game. I have a picture of it. My eye bled down. I think it. They might have done that one on purpose. Anyway, that was a that was a good little segment there. Let's move on to the over unders. What do you say? Let's. let's do you it. and I so, have to move so. faster. We're long winded. We have to get. We have to. Yeah. Well, but you said you wanted this to open up to fun stories. and, and I know. I know. Uh, all right. I have, I, have, I have another good one. I'm going to save it for later. Okay. Um, okay. Save it for Twitter. Yeah. It's football season. There's a football game on Saturday, and we should talk about it. It's a game I think Kentucky should win against Toledo. Uh, but there's a lot of interesting things. There's a lot There's a lot we think we know about this team. There's a lot that we, yet, we have yet to learn that we – Maybe we'll glean some stuff from this opener. So I want to do some over-unders. I'll throw them out. We'll each make our picks. We'll talk a little bit about each one. I'll start with this one. Lynn Bowden, over-under 150 all-purpose yards. Oh, boy. I'm going to say slightly under. Okay. I'm going to say over, uh, and I'll give give everybody a little background. I've got some kind of notes on each one of these. Uh, He went over 100 all-purpose yards. Over 100 all-purpose yards seven times last season. He went over 153 times. Uh, he had 229 uh, against Missouri, 174 at Louisville, and 173 against Penn State. Those those last two were the last two games of the season. So he's sort of trending that direction. Oh, I didn't know that. The other thing I would know, well, some some of us do our homework. The uh, other people are just cooking up, you know, how many times you get punched in the face. That's true. Uh, one other really important note on this one: He only last year he only returned five punts all season, and two of them went for touchdowns. And now he's the primary. It looks like the primary punt return guy, and turn and also kick returns. I think he's going to have a monster junior season, and I think he gets it started with over 150 all-purpose yards Saturday. Number that's, two, 
That's got to be like forty percent on the on the returns, isn't it? Then that's it's a joke. Anyway, let's move on. No, uh, yeah, two out of five. <laughs> uh, Terry Wilson over under two hundred passing yards Saturday. I'll say slightly over. Okay, I'm I with you on that you. one. All right. Yeah, I think I think we're going to agree on that one. And and again, some background. He only he went he only went over two hundred passing yards three times last season, but again. All three of those were in the back half of the season. He had uh, 267 against Missouri, 226 against Georgia, and 261 in that route of Louisville where he was just kind of standing back there and throwing to wide open guys. I don't know if you remember, was it, I can't remember if it was Lynn Bowden or a different guy, but there was one receiver at one point in that game against Louisville that was just so wide open for several Bowden. seconds. He was just waving his arms. Yeah. <laughs> like, can, can I get a ball? Louisville didn't want to be there at that point. That game was just a total shit show. Yeah, it was both. Yeah. I'm pretty positive. Yeah, that was yeah. weirdly not like a f- super fun game to watch. Like I had a lot of friends who were like, hell yeah, crack a beer. You know, like just really living it up. I was just like, it was a pretty poorly. I, because I didn't even feel like Kentucky played that well. It was just like Louisville. No, was it was a, a, it was a, it was a like, beaten no, yeah, it was an abused animal sort of cowering in the corner. You know, they didn't want any part yeah. of being there. Nobody, I, I don't think anybody with a conscience really enjoys, I mean, you're obviously going to enjoy beating your rival, but there was not a lot of, there was not a lot of uh, feel goodness about watching a team just sort of curl up and die. Um, yeah, was, the other thing about picking Terry Wilson on the over here, Toledo ranked 103rd in pass defense last season. They allowed an average of 255 a game. So I think he gets that number. Um, good about that. Yep. Okay, AJ Rose. No, it's in the Benny notes Snell's. here. It says in the notes here. It says AJ Ross. And uh, where I know. Do you go with that? <laughs> I was, I was, and, I was uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say he is not going to do well. <laughs> you, I hate you so much. I caught myself as I was reading it. Like, wait a minute, Ross. Uh, AJ you Rose. You know what my favorite song is? What's that? Kiss, k- kiss from a Ross. <laughs> uh, that seal song. You ever heard that? Baby. Yeah, I know that one. Um, okay. So, okay. A.J. Rose, over under 100 rushing yards. Uh, I'm going to go under. I think they're okay. going to spread it out a little bit. I don't think that it's going don't, to – I don't know that he'll carry enough to get that many. You think it's just a – you know, it's a – he Maybe, gets 70 and the other two guys get 50 and – yeah, I think I think it's going to be spread around because especially if they jump on them, I think that like I I feel like of course then at the same time I kind of have a feeling like this game could be one of those ones where you're sweating a little more than you expected because that seems like a trend. Yeah, see, that's, era. they don't. Yeah, that's kind of what I have in mind. That like I think Kentucky will eventually sort of overwhelm them, but. Uh, it, it wouldn't shock me in the least for this to be a game going into the you know middle of the second quarter and you're still feeding the ball to the the running back you feel the safest with. Um, right. You know, in terms of uh, the background on this one, even as Benny Snell's backup last year, he actually had 200-yard games. Um, and the crazy thing about that is against Central Michigan, he had 104 on eight carries. Uh, and against Louisville, he had 112 on 10 carries. Again, Louisville, eh. But uh, and Toledo, he's more of a big gash. Like he's more of a big gash. Pardon that phrase. Uh, back, I would say, right? I mean, he kind of. I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, Holy shit! I'm uh, sorry. I'm going <laughs> to fall apart here. Uh, <laughs> Toledo, Toledo. Oh, I can't even. I, I can't. 
I can't steer my I can't steer this I back. Said that it that came out of my mouth and I didn't even notice that it was bad. Oh no. We gotta move on. Hold on. All right. So the passing TDs. Okay. Woo. All right. Uh, Holy no, Toledo. you skipped one. On. Holy Toledo. Oh. All right. Uh, one more One more note on that. Toledo gave up at least 175 rushing yards eight times last season. So I think somebody's going to put up a number, and if A.J. Rose stays in long enough, he'll get it. Uh, moving along, over, under, whoever leads the team in tackles for loss, and this is essentially who's the Josh Allen replacement, uh, do they have over under one and a half tackles for loss? And who will that guy be? Well, our replacement guys, let's see. Let me let me get to our, our they released the depth chart this week. Uh, so did. we're talking about, I don't, you know, you're not going to have that kind of speed all the time out of the backfield like they did with, with, with Allen. And I mean, he was sort of known for his versatility too, that like, big, strong, and super fast. That, that Now they've talked about, even Stoops this week was talking about that, Pascal's a big guy, but not quite as fast. So, I don't know. So, we're basically talking about Pascal, right? Pascal and Boogie Watson are your two outside right. linebackers. The two guys who are going to, uh, in theory, rush the passer. I'm going to say over. I think they're going to get it. You think one of those two is going to get it? Oh, so not between the two of them. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and just say yeah, just for the hell of it. One of them. And who do you think it is? Josh Pascal or Boogie Watson? I'm going to just go dark horse here and say it's going to be Boogie Watson. Okay, uh, I'm going to say over as well, and I'm going to say Pascal. It's and so, sort of this is sort of a sentimental pick. I think it would be really cool for him. And he did, he's already come back. He had a one tackle for loss when he played in the at the very end of last season. Um, but this is sort of the real comeback because his cancer treatments are finally done as of this summer. Um, he's all the way back. He has moved all around. He was on the defensive line. He's back at sort of that. It's the end outside linebacker hybrid type role. Um, but they're going to, I think, turn him loose to try to rush the passer. Uh, he had three and a half sacks as a true freshman. He had three hurries. He blocked a kick. I mean, he was a guy they were super excited about. He was a four-star recruit, you know, one of the biggest guys they signed that year before he got sick. I think he gets it. Um, I think this is a game for him, for everybody, This, you know, Kroger Field to kind of go crazy celebrating his full-blown return. Um, so I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say he gets it. And then real quick, we've been like, we're going way over, <laughs> uh, do it quick. quick. Let's, let's just, let's it. just end. We'll, 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 let's All take right, our, let's take our break. We'll do this last one in the next segment. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right. We have just blown through our time, and so we're going to have to speed it up. We're going to do one last over under just because I had it on the list and I'm hell bent on getting all the way through them. Uh, over under Toledo, two and a half passing touchdowns. This is essentially the test of this totally rebuilt secondary at Kentucky. Well, it's a, from what I understand, it's a pretty inexperienced receiver core for Toledo, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that, have you heard I think, that too? I, I think that's right, that. yeah. Yeah, well... I guess what you what do you figure in it? What is more likely to fail? Um, the the talent. I assume that the talent level is higher at Kentucky and inexperienced, right. but more talented uh, secondary core against an inexperienced wide receiver. I, I'm going to say the defense is probably more, but I feel like short passes that lead to touchdowns are more likely. Um, so I'm going to say 
I still think I'm going to say under, though. I don't think they're going to get over two, two and a half. Okay. I'll say, yeah, I'll say under. I think I'm, uh, this sounds like I'm going like a full blown homer here um, because I think I'm going to take the over. Well, that's not a, this is not homer. This is actually my one. I'm, I'm like, my brain's not even functioning properly. This is one where I'm kind of picking against Kentucky. <laughs> I'm going to say over two and a half. So I'm going to think, I'm going to say three plus touchdowns through the air, partially because I think Kentucky, as you've mentioned earlier, will kind of jump on them on the other side of the ball and they'll be playing from behind. They'll throw the ball. But also because I think this this is a real concern for Kentucky. They're completely gutted in the secondary. Also, Toledo, they named their starting quarterback. It's the guy who started last season, Mitch Guadagni. I have no idea how to say his name. I do know that he was the guy until he uh, broke his collarbone about halfway through the season. Before that, he had 13 touchdowns and three picks in seven games. Um, and of note – he uh, he threw for over 200 yards and ran for almost 50 against Miami of Florida, not Miami of Ohio, uh, last year. Uh, and he also, the next game, ran for 131 and threw for 211 against Nevada. Um, so he was off to a really strong start last year before he got banged up. Um, that factor, the fact they have a veteran quarterback who's done some stuff against pretty good competition and Kentucky being eviscerated in the secondary, I think – I think he gets there. So those are our over-unders. We're going to save our actual score prediction and and go through the whole schedule game by game and put our picks on record in the last episode of the week. Uh, But let's move on. And uh, and so now we are going to talk a little bit of hypothetical basketball, Duke versus Kentucky alumni. I'll set this up. The Mars Reel is uh, is the high school sort of highlight uh, site that I believe un- uninter- it's connected with uninterrupted, uninterrupted. And uh, could they have picked a clunkier name? Who knows? They put out a little uh, prompt here that just said, uh, you know, Duke NBA guys versus Kentucky NBA guys who would win in this. And they just named five. They didn't go a full roster because basically no one can go toe-to-toe with Kentucky's full roster. Uh, and... The starting lineup for Duke is Kyrie Irving, J.J. Redick, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, and Marvin Bagley. And for Kentucky, it's John Wall, who's hurt right now, Jamal Murray, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Davis. Uh, who do you think wins that matchup? Uh, give me either peak healthy John Wall or swap him out for De'Aaron Fox, and I'll take uh, I'll take Kentucky in that one. Um I mean, like maybe by like a wide margin. <laughs> I'm not so sure about. I think that I think that Kentucky has more. Well, you don't want to say. I, I think on the inside, I think Kentucky would just feast offensively. I don't think that I. You know, I don't think that uh, as as impressive as Zion is. I don't think that he's going to be able to stop uh, Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Towns. Well, and Bagley's not even close, and not, not even in the neighborhood of those other two right now. Might might be, yeah. but you know he gets he he would get his baskets. But I mean, like you know Tatum and Kyrie, pretty high level shot creators. Uh, JJ's a guy, one of the better off screen guys, really of all time. Uh, but then you know Murray Murray's no slouch, and Booker's a pretty advanced pick and roll scorer. I would I would lean towards Kentucky, like you said, if we swapped in. Uh, De'Aaron Fox or even Shea. Um, You know, I I think that Kentucky defensively, you know, Murray and Booker defensively, I would worry about those two. Yeah. uh, Getting stuck. Well, Reddick's not locking people down, so. Yeah. So I I would lean towards Kentucky, but uh, I also, I don't know, I'm interested to see. 
I'm interested to see Zion on this upcoming year defensively, what he's like. And this would be an interesting one to revisit after we see some Zion down the road, kind of revisit yeah. what. Uh, yeah, what I think that's right. Like, but. And, and I, I think it's, I mean, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they chose John Wall because he's the highest level guy at his best so far at point guard uh, from Kentucky. But uh, that throws a wrench in it. Also, like, I mean, I take just in a straight up matchup. Or, or where they are in their in their NBA careers right now, Tatum or Booker, I'm taking Booker, I think, right? I mean, what you thought Tatum would be after year one is a different thing than what he was in year two. Yeah, that's sort of a – that's one of the big kind of nagging questions in the NBA community right now is whether Devin's baskets uh, – you know, whether his offensive production is what we call empty or if it actually has like true value in any context – uh, one of my good buddies, Ben Taylor, runs a site called Thinking Basketball, and he did a an analysis of Booker's uh, production. And he he's a brilliant stat guy. I would recommend anybody that wants to see that go look it up. It's on his YouTube channel, but it kind of goes. Uh, you know, Suns fans really really sensitive. Don't bring up Devin Booker if you don't want like a bunch of people in your mentions just getting all pissed off because uh, they are one of the most sensitive fan bases. I love them to death, but they're sensitive. So. What, what's relate. the what's the gist? Are they empty calories completely, or? Well, it's hard to say. You know, we were talking about Devin in that pickup game the other day, and uh, he was complaining about you know uh, not wanting to get double teamed. And Devin is a guy who I, I believe in 2018, or I was telling you, had the most like uh, baskets off like as a single player. I looked this up one time. It was like guys who had over 1,500 touches. Devin had the most uh, points. He he allowed the most points off of turnovers, meaning that he had a live ball turnover that led to a basket. So, and that was out of double. Was that wasn't that specifically out of double teams? Well, no? a lot of that, if you know, quote unquote, double teams. It's like whenever Devin Booker was in a pick and roll, they were going to blitz him to get the ball out of his hands because you know Phoenix didn't have any other like secondary creators or good decision makers on their team it's just plagued them for a while you know like finally they've they've been getting some but it's been a struggle for him so that's kind of the question for Booker right now is is uh, whether or not he can kind of be cont- contextually flexible that's 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 a narrative for Devin Booker right now so let's uh, that, all right let's last thing on this and then we'll we'll take another break and we'll get to our last segment if John Wall is healthy and at his best in this scenario Give me your Vegas spread on this matchup. I'm not good with gambling stuff. I never was a gambler. Oh, this is just in your own you. mind. Yeah, tell me what you think. Kentucky by plus. I, uh, I don't know. I think it would be a good game, but I think that if it depends on how it would be played, is Cal coaching this game? That I think it's going to be a low possession. Uh, you know, really the only guy who's like a consistent three point shooter on that group is JJ, Kyrie and Jason are good, but not great. Um, I would lean towards Kentucky because Murray and Booker are great catch and shoot guys. Wall was a great defender when he's healthy. I'd say Kentucky by eight. Um, but I think that's a good line. Be, I'd like to see a 2K simulation for that. I'd love to see a, I'd love to see a Vegas odds maker put put odds on it like because I think you know they're, they're pretty brilliant with that. Vegas always yeah, knows. If somebody out there does 2K, do a simulation and let us know what happens. I'd love to see it. I'm sure somebody does. But anyway. Yeah, tweet at us. Tweet it, tweet it at uh, Locked On Kentucky or at uh, J. Kyle Mann or Kyle Tucker. All right, let's take a break, and we're going to come back and end on a terrible, somber note. 
All right. Well, nothing to send people off into their workday if they're listening to this on their morning commute. Uh, like the potential demise of one of their favorite players. Um, DeMarcus Cousins has found himself in a pretty serious pickle. Uh, and it has, boy, has it caused polarized, like, well, this is like I could do Mad Libs for this and any subject on the internet, but boy, has it caused a polar, polarized reactions. Um, is it really even polar? I feel like this one is pretty, you know, it's not, you know, you'd be really surprised. Oh, really? You you clearly haven't been, you clearly don't read my mentions. Uh, I don't get down in the pig slop and roll around a lot. I don't really. It's bad. Uh, I uh, I tweeted uh, essentially, well, let me see if I can pull up the tweet. I basically said like a lot of people have defended DeMarcus Cousins over the years as sort of misunderstood. But if this is really him on this audio, you know, uh, it's. It's him. Come on. That sound. it sounds. You've got to, you've got to, I think you've got to legally, you've got to, to leave it. uh as allegedly, okay. until, until this we'll has been played allegedly. out. I will say this. It sounds just sure like Sure, it does. Assuming this is him, and I think everybody at this point kind of does assume it's him. Um, you know, he's got more than just his reputation now uh, at stake. I mean, I don't think it's hyperbole to say his career is a little bit in, in question. Um, Combined with the injury, it's not good. Well, right, I mean, that's it's, what it's I mean. Not it's not good at all because you start weighing like PR hassle versus the you know the veteran minimum. Well, and the and the problem for him was he was not a hot commodity like an ice cold commodity before he has he tore his ACL this summer. He was already like begging, basically begging for opportunities. Um, but he was on good behavior with the Warriors, I think. It was right, just, I but think I'm just saying, like, there were already, like, enormous questions about whether he'd ever kind of get back to being a, a really high-level player based on, and that's evident in the deal he got, you know, a, a pretty minimal yeah. deal. And then he tore his ACL. So now it's like, right. now there's major, major questions about his health and what it will, if he'll ever become clo- be close to what he was as a player. And then when you heap on top of that, this ordeal and and for those if there anybody has not been paying attention surely by now most people listening to us know what happened with DeMarcus Cousins his ex the the mother of his child uh his son has allegedly recorded him um having a conversation with her a few days before his wedding that was in People magazine this beautiful crazy grand affair uh to another woman um, he's basically asking for his son to be able to come to the wedding and the, the, the ex is saying, nope, I'm not letting him. And she's obviously trying to agitate him. And she obviously knows there's going to be a reaction because she's recording it. Right. That's but, true. That and, is true. And that sucks. All that sucks for DeMarcus. And I think it's, it, it's not very nice. Uh, but it really doesn't matter. It, the, well, the I point mean, of the, fa- the point of the fact is it doesn't matter what she was doing. You cannot say what the voice on the other end of that call says, which is I'll make sure to put a bullet in your head. Yeah. And my first thought on this was, you know, there, well, there, there is no, like talking about context earlier for, for basketball, there is no context for this where it's okay. You just don't say that to anyone in this, especially in this climate, like, this is a, a, a thing that you just don't say, period, any context. And I've been in relationships where, you know, you fight, you like, you say meaner and meaner things, but like threatening to kill somebody is a whole other ordeal 
specifically said, you know, people joke around and say, I'm going to kill you. But like, if you, if you just say, I'm going to put a bullet in your head, that's just not okay. It's bad. It's extremely, extremely bad. And DeMarcus, I do think that health wise, I do think that he's going to get back, but this is going to be, you know, DeMarcus had sort of worked towards getting his PR image uh, rehabbed a little bit, you know, like uh, along with his health. And it's it's just a shame that he would make a mistake like this. It, it really makes me sad. I mean, I named my dog after DeMarcus. Yeah, your yeah, your dog is Boogie, which I'm sure he'll make an appearance on this podcast because he uh, he likes to 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 be jealous of other people's you giving other people your attention and make a make a big scene. Um, oh God, yes, yeah. I just to give you a sampling of the fact that yes, people are defending this. What seems indefensible. Uh, here's a sampling. Until your baby mama holds your kids from you, you can't speak on it. Um, Got to hear all sides. Got These are tweets to me. Uh, Got to hear all sides before judgment. And Caucasian people have a history of castrating the black man without due process. Um, yeah. Uh, We're not talking about sending him to jail. We're just saying it's wrong. <laughs> right. Pe- people say hateful things they don't mean when their children are kept from them. And look, I... That part of it, I understand. Like you said, I've been in some heated arguments uh, with friends, with enemies, with my wife, with you know people I dated in the past. Where you scream, you cuss, you say the the most hurtful thing you can say because you know we're all a holes. But there's a line <laughs> to that. And some people, are, you know, I said like I tweeted a, a reply to someone like I've I've been in these situations. And said awful things and never come close to saying or having said to me, I will put a bullet in your head. Yeah. That's just a different thing. And she's also alleged that he has threatened her before. And If this is true, most likely. Yeah. yeah he made a threat, she said, that uh, so it's something to the effect that he would take care of it without getting his hands dirty. I mean, that's pretty yeah. concerning. You know, like that's that is very concerning. It's not okay. Oh, and it is a made. I mean, again. For him, in this situation, in this context of everything else he has going on, this is a disaster uh, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah, man, I'm telling you, I'm reading this. I'm like scrolling through this feed. He moved on, and she's pissed. He's getting married, and she's using their son to get back at him. He shouldn't have said it, but I understand. Wow. Well, it, it's the know. woman's fault. Someone says. Uh, I'm just going to leave those two. Let's, just, let's leave them. That's, yeah. yeah. I, folks, it's not the woman's fault. Um, I think It you doesn't can, matter I whose think, fault it is. That's irrelevant. It doesn't yeah. matter whose fault it is. You just don't say something like that. Anyway, I think yeah. that's I mean. We have to, you and I have to have a shorter episode today. So I think that's probably a good point to saw it off. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's stop there. But uh, <laughs> I hope that Demarcus gets his life in order, his health, his Me life, too. his, and can be happy and healthy, and uh, everybody can stay safe out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Be Thank good you guys, to your spouses, folks. Yeah, be good to your spouse. And 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 since we've already said this, that you know everybody gets mad, says things they don't mean. Maybe we should all try not to do that. Uh, let's just all be nicer thank you guys for listening Uh, you can follow me on twitter at kyle tucker underscore ath follow the account which I'm going to actually get the password from Curtis again and start using it at locked on UK you can follow Kyle 
At J. Kyle Mann. Like us, rate us, review us, subscribe to us, all the places you uh, check out podcasts, tell your friends about us. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you soon. As in tomorrow. See you later. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.